Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Got a small cock, but it's big in girth. They say the dick will make it squirt. Oh, baby, it's small, but with girth. The battery is running low on this. Welcome to the Uncle Hack podcast. Shut up. We're living. What a lovely time to be here with uh, uh. you, the listener. You know, uh, we're having a good time. Upcoming shows this weekend, Calgary, Alberta. We got the Roast Battles, January 19th. At Yuck Yucks, January 20th, Slave Lake. Tickets are going fast at that. Uh, might want to grab them. They might be sold out by the time that this episode is out. January 25th, Kindersley, Saskatchewan, limited ticket warning on that, Saskatoon, late show added, uh, January 26th, January 27th, another late show added to the Moose Jaw show, so thank you very much for that, February 4th, Edmonton with a special headliner at the Danger Room at the Comic Strip, none other than Brian Holtzman, baby. Uh, then the following weekend, February 9th and 10th, we are in Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th in Niagara Falls, February 22nd in Fredericton, February 23rd and 24th, St. John, New Brunswick, February 25th, Halifax, Nova Scotia, February 29th to March 2nd in Winnipeg, March 16th in Drumheller, March 24th in Vancouver, British Columbia. March 29th uh, to the 31st, Ottawa, Ontario, April 5th, Toronto, Ontario, April 11th, Hinton, Alberta, April 12th, Rocky Mountain House, April 13th, Drayton Valley, and boys, April 26th, Austin, motherfucking Texas, we're going back, Sam Walker might strangle Gary, and uh, Uncle Laser when we head back there. But in more important news, we just got back from Florida. Footage coming of uh, what took place, you know. Court, uh, right now, Sam Walker and I are two for two with corporate events hiring us. And uh, <laughs> not good. Companies that hire Sam Walker and I to be a part of it, uh, you know what, I, I can't take full credit on this. This is uh, Brett Forte brought us down there to be a part of the corporate event. He, uh, he shoehorned us in with him. We got to have a nice little, a little vacation with the fellas. Uh, enjoyed ourselves down there in Fort, Myer, uh, Fort Myers, Florida. Then went over to Miami for a day. Ooh, Miami. And we'll discuss Miami here in a second. I've never been to Florida. That was the first time for me. It was a nice little like work slash vacation trip. Wasn't long enough. Missed the cold snap. So I was happy about that. But uh, corporate events. Corporate events are, are a very particular thing, you know. Imagine this, okay. 
You've been to a company Christmas party before, right? The office staff is there and uh, you're the field guy. You know, I'd imagine that predominantly the listeners of this show are uh, from a blue collar background. And and then there's these work parties that take place, right? And uh, it's always hilarious. Blue collar guys that dress up to go to um, those types of events always crack me up because there's like you're a true blue collar guy. If you wear like those button down shirts and, and they're always wrinkled, you're not a true blue collar guy. If you're not showing up to a, uh, a fancy event in a, in a wrinkled button down that has some sort of weird stitching on it, that's outdated. Like you still have this thing for some reason, you know, you, you know, thank God in the two thousands, we wore everything very oversized. Thank God for that, because it uh, now is like a, a slimmer fitting button down for you in the future, and it works out in the end, but altogether, it is quite funny seeing guys like trying to step into that world, uh, the blue collar guy, because it's so, uh, it's like a fish out of water, you know, dressing up and you know, you got you got that one hat that doesn't have dirt and grease on it. So it's like you don't know how to style your hair. That's that's always a great thing. That's a good problem to have is not being able to style your hair. Wearing a hat, or if you're like me, you know, you got a little bit of a receding going on. So you you gotta just like I don't know how to style this. I just wear a hat. I've been wearing a hat, I think, for the past like ten years. Cause I just don't know what to do with it up there. You know? Even when I did have uh, swath going on up there. I just didn't know what to do. So it was like, it was difficult for me to, what, like, which device did you plug in? Headphone. Yes. My God, things are falling apart. Every fucking, every week with this show, it's just getting worse and worse. But that's what I, the, the corporate event that I'm discussing with you is like, I'm trying to make a comparison so you can understand of like what it's like for us. You know, you understand the comedy on this show. You come to this show. You have a giggle with me. We laugh about the absurdity of life and the uh, very wild events that are taking place in society, news articles that they're trying to press on you, all these types of things. Well, you know, it, 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 it's a goofy universe that I've created around me. It's a silly little time. And then you go to these things that, you know, where they take shit that you just, you look at, and maybe I'm so far removed from it nowadays, like I'm so far removed from the workforce and like the importance of like somebody else's life. And I'm solving this right now in real time with you. You know, you like... For for instance, the the corporate event that we went to was for a development firm out of uh, I won't say names. We're not going to name names. That's where lawsuits come in. So we go out there, and it's it's half suits, half kind of field supervisors, you know, higher up, you know, not the not the total grunts of the operation, but the the guys that wear steel toes, and then we got dress shoes. It's a divide. All right. It's a divide. 
And it's already, it's, it's, it's a very like John Wick guns out scenario. You know, the suits are looking at the field guys. The field guys see open bar and that's never a good thing for uh, the steel toe fellas. An open bar is never a good thing. You got to reserve yourself because that's where, you know, that's where the firing start happening. And Monday morning rolls around. A few guys lose their job every time at an event like this. You know, instead of a Christmas party, this development firm, this company decided to go with a blast off party. That's that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a blast off party opposed to a Christmas party. So they're having their party and, and you know, instead of like, okay, Merry Christmas and doing all that shit, let's all get together and talk about how good of a year we're going to have. You know, we're going to have a blast off party is what the guy says to rile everybody up. He does 15 minutes off the top talking about like all the money that needs to be made and we got to go in this year. We're a killer, big killed company and like you get in my way and you know, like it's very odd. I, I've never experienced that live. You know, you, you I've never experienced uh, a businessman giving a spiel like that of that magnitude to his employees of, you know, the direction of the company. Usually that's something like maybe just the board of directors talk about in a conference room. But this guy decided to bring it out into the open for all the, all the people. And he leads with a, I lost 10 to $15 million during all that horse shit a couple of years ago. And you hear that, right? 10 to 15 million. You hear that and you think to yourself like, how am I supposed to feel bad about that? You know, as an employee, you hear that and it's like, I'm making fucking 80 grand a year and this dickhead is supposed to, he's making me having to feel like I lost, like the the loss of 10 to 15 schmill is supposed to make me upset. Am I supposed to be upset for you? What What is going on here? You know, so this is how the show is started. This is how it starts. And then my introduction is uh, he forgets my name and calls me Big Huck. So I might have to rebrand to Big Huck. After after the performance that I delivered of them just despising my ass, and I know it's like comedians want to talk about their wins. Comedians want to come out here and be like, look how great am I, you know? Like a lot of comics, your favorite comics, are probably talking about... Uh, Fuck, who knows what car they bought, how big their house is, you know, they're getting podcast sponsorships, private jets. No, 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 no. Danger Cats comedy is humble. We roll around in Sam Walker's 2006 Dodge Caravan with gear loaded up to it in the tits and tour the fucking back roads of goddamn Canada. Wherever we can go to do comedy, we will do it. We are not afraid to do comedy anywhere in that Dodge Caravan. So we, we aren't out here gloating on our, our, our success. In fact, we find it funny when shit goes a little south, you know. And, and, and one of those moments of going south, it was this corporate event. And, and, and right out of the gate, some, some fucking liquor lizard from Alabama. Roll tight. This guy, I couldn't understand a goddamn word. There is footage coming about this. So this is how it starts. I get into a full-on verbal fucking war with this guy. 
The suit dummies don't know what to do. The, the blue collar guys are laughing. And then I try and get into material. And by then, I've lost them. They hate me. They want nothing to fucking do with me. <laughs> get this fucking prick out of here so we can go attack the open bar. Let's bring comedians to a fucking... And, and I forgot to mention that this is out, you know, in it's in Florida. And we have to go out to an island. I take a bridge to an island, okay? Not exactly the time and era you want to be out in Florida going to islands. You know what I mean? There was this guy, right? This fan, financier from New York who had an island and some questionable things took place on it, you know? This guy had, had some very wealthy... Fr- I don't know if you've heard the story. That's the thing. I don't know if you've heard it. It's a wild story. And this guy, right? He went out and he got whacked off by teenage girls. Got caught and had to do a little time. And not, not like a lot of time. No, no, no. Not a lot of time. He just had to do weekends. Weekends in jail, which he barely showed up for. For getting whacked off by teenagers that he'd pay a couple hundred bucks. He said they were massages, but it was a whack. It was a whack off job. You know, whack job. <laughs> This fucking whack job over there, getting his—he's getting his fucking—he's getting his uh, thread spun over there in fucking little St. James Island. But questionable things took place on that island. We got to go to one. We have to go out to this island. Nothing good ever happens on the islands down there in Florida. Ain't that the truth? Can I get an amen? Come on, man. That's about as close as we're going to get to the amen. Thank you, booze. Hey. Yeah, it was uh, quite the ride. It was quite the experience. I'll have some footage coming about that here shortly. Miami, though. Miami. Let's talk Miami. What a place. I got to say, there are women walking around built like a the, the pole that holds up the stop sign, you know? They are, they are about as thin as that with an ass on them the size of a fucking Cadillac grill. And it makes no sense to me. BBLs, wherever you go, they're just moving shit in the body now to places wherever they want. I don't get it. It's, it I don't understand the current era that we're in, you know? That's why, that's why almost I like in the slogan it says heavy women and when people are like, are you talking fat women? No, 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 not, not that, not fat, not obese, okay? A lady with some thickness that's just, it's almost all la natural. You know, they're not sucking fat out of the body or doing whatever they do, like plunging things where they need to be and uh, like, it, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not fucking... Shoveling out the barn to put it in the grain silo. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? They're not moving dirt from one pile to the other. Just to say that you did a job that day. You did a good job, you know? What did you do for work today? Well, me and Larry, we went over there and we took that stack of hay bales and we moved it to the other side of the yard. Why? Just needed to get the job done. Just needed to do something today. It's a look busy kind of activity, you know? Like there's no real job to do. There's no real hard work. It's just a look busy activity, I find, with the whole BBL thing of like you're sucking this and putting it there. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. 
But the ladies down there are doing it out of, like, it's out of control. Their ass is the size, like I said, of a Cadillac grill on a frame of a woman like that has the build of a broomstick. And it makes no sense. They look like cartoonish characters. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand the mentality. And like, what, 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 what did you think that most people, and I get it. It's maybe like an insecure. When I say I don't understand it, I'm just saying like the whole, like the process of it. You know, I understand a little bit of the mentality of like, there's an insecurity that lies there. And it's like, I've always wanted a big ass, but I just don't have the time and patience to go put it into a gym. You know, like I'm not going to go and uh, try out these workouts and do all this unnecessary work when I can just literally walk into an office, hand this guy four grand, which I pay in gym memberships. And you know what? It's the fast pass. It's like, you know, you're taking the toll road there rather than uh, the years of work that'll be put into a, a, a naturally built ass that you can you can just get by going to a gym, you know? You could just get that. And you see these little mutants running around and you, you're like, you're, you're, you, th- no. In your head, you're telling yourself, I should be horny, right? You look at that and you're like, I should be hard right now. And then you look at your dick and it's, it's, it's not moving. Like something's unnatural there. It's almost like nature is speaking to you of being like, there's something f- fucking off there. There's something fucking really off there that you just can't wrap your noodle around. It, you're, you're trying, you're looking at it, and you're like, hmm. It's like trying to decipher, like, contemporary art or contemporary dance, I guess, to say it. Like, you're watching this, and you're like, it's supposed to make sense, and it's supposed to only make sense to me, but I don't know what the fuck it means. Just tell me what I'm supposed to be thinking you know, I work all day long. A boss tells me what I got to do. Why do I got to look at this fucking thing and make my own goddamn concept of like what the reality of like fishnets are? You know, what is this? Why am I doing this? I don't understand it, but they're everywhere. I'm telling you folks, you know, if you like some, some big old cheeks, on broomsticks, so you gotta head down to Miami. Holy hell! But uh, like, and, and another thing is like, I I understand too is like you get these Cuban women that you know, and Brazilian women that are coming through there. So like, then the white girls got to compete with that, and it's just an it, it is full on cosmetic warfare going on. We got lips the size of fucking you know, it's like you took two hot dogs and whap right there. We got fucking faces that look like somebody's grabbing them by the back of the head and. You know, grabbing like by the ears and, and putting a foot in the spine and pulling them back so that way the face like comes back. Everybody looks like they're in the wind, you know? Like a strong wind is just like sucking everything back. It's a wild fucking place. I seen a Florida, I, I witnessed a Florida man, you know, like what they talk about in the news. He wasn't doing something too crazy. I mean, yelling at a fucking truck trying to fight a moving pickup. Which is like par for the course when it comes to fentanyl addicts. They're everywhere, right? You, you, if you've ventured into any major city at any point, any city, not even a major one, just any city in recent times, you're probably going to bump into that. But seeing it in Florida is like, you're almost like, it's like, it's like going to an original six arena, 
you know, that's a hockey reference. It's, it's like going to where the first game of hockey was ever played. You know, this is where it all started. This is where it, all, it came from. So you got to pay your respects to those guys. You know, you got to give them a little salute. Thank you for giving us uh, free entertainment and uh, a wave of crime that no governing body can, uh, can, can control by any means. They cannot, they cannot put their foot down on it. And we just want to say thank you for that, for the unlimited chaos that takes place in the downtown cores of cities and towns all across North America. Because without you, Florida man, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have shops closing like, like 7-Elevens on Main Street corners because of theft rising to a, a point where it just economically does not make any sense to have this, this building of commerce of sweet treats Right there for us, this building of commerce of, of tobacco leaves that we can smoke, you know, because the theft is rough. We just want to say thank you for that. We just want to say thank you for that. It is nice going out to a place where the, the birthplace of something along those lines, you know. It is, it's enjoyable to soak in is what I'm trying to tell you, folks. That is, uh. I got things going off all over here. Just doesn't make any fucking sense right now. It's a goddamn gong show. It is a goddamn gong show. <sighs> Let's get into our first article. Let's get into it. I've, I've spilled the beans on a lot of things that were going on in my life and all this. And now, now let's get into culture. You know, uh, this is an older article, but I feel like it's, it, 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 it deserves some, uh, an atten some attention again, once again, in 2023, because it, this is like something that shaped us to who we are today. You know, uh, June 10th, 2019, in, in the midst of lockdown, this took, this took place while COVID was going everywhere. This woman put a bong in her butt and had a whole festival smoke out of it while tied up. There's a nice photo of this woman hanging there. Uh, tits out and everything. You know, um, some of that like BDSM rope work that's going on here. And by the looks of it, I don't know if it's like the hooks in the back, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem that way. What's the woman look like, you ask? Oh, uh, well... Has the hairstyle of like a the of an emo kid, uh, long on one side, shaved on the other. Uh, kind of has a little bit of a Miley Cyrus look to her, but it's quite incredible that she would stay there. Um, this woman put a bong in her butt and had a whole festival smoke out of it while tied up. Quick, think of the strangest things you've ever seen at a music festival. Too bad, Snatch Adams has it beat. Oh wow, that's uh. That's the name of the performer or what this live artist performer went to an unnamed music, uh, unnamed music festival and had the experience of a lifetime when she had dozens of people smoke out of a bong that had been placed in her butt. Yes, you are reading that correctly. Adams felt the need to one up her performance piece at a festival a year prior in which she led, uh, which she laid in a coffin for two and a half hours while 45,000 
mealworms ate her skin. Holy shit. This year, Adams went uh, more on the audience participation route at the festival. She tied up Shibari style on a small platform next to a stage, a glass bong placed into her butthole, and one by one, members from the crowd came up to smoke out of it. And you know what? They say that white people have zero culture these days, which is a damn shame because we, you know, when you hear that, that there's only one race that really stands out and it is crackers. You know, we're a good time people. I'm tired of hearing uh, all these other races coming out and being like, white people, white people, white people. We got to be a little bit more accepting of this behavior ourselves. You know, like uh, I know that most guys that listen to this are probably conservative and fake Christians, you know, the type or fake Catholics, you know, just because you went and bought a cross and it's on a gold chain that you use when when you've ran out of dollar bills or any bill you can find or straws, whatever it may be, and you use that as something to get a bump off of because you left your keys at home or whatever it is and you want to be a fake Catholic and tell me that, you know, God is the reason I got here. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you know? Though you got to shut the fuck up for a minute. I bet she's a liberal. Duh. What gave it away? She's at an EDM festival with a bong up her ass. What gave it away? What more? How much more writing do you need on the wall before you're like, yeah, yeah, well, she's probably a real. As soon as you say EDM festival, you should be already okay. This is probably a left leaning individual. I'm not saying everybody that that likes EDM music is a left leaning individual, but. When you hear the next following sentence that's like at an EDM or the next following words in that sentence, I should say, I, I am a grammar expert. You definitely relax. Everything doesn't need to be political, but it should be racial. That's where I stand. It should be racial. And it's a damn shame that we don't get some fucking respect around here because we got crackers running around letting other crackers smoke bong, smoke a bong out of their ass. You can't tell me. Now, now replace this. Say, say Snatch Adams shows up to a mud bug, right? And instead of EDM music, a Leonard Skinner cover band's on stage and she shoves a bong up her ass you're not going to tell me that you won't take a hit? Just remove the environment and replace it with something that you find fit. So that way we can move on. And we can pat ourselves on the back because this is where we are. You know, white people aren't showing up to concerts to shoot each other. No, no, no. We smoke bongs out of our asses. Out of somebody else's ass, not our own ass. I should clarify. You know, the crackers show up. We're good time Charlies. The white boys show up. We're good time Charlies. We just want to have a wonderful time. Hey, the mealworms thing, that's where you kind of lose me. But you won me back with the fucking... A small platform next to the main stage, a bong was placed into her butthole. And one by one, members from the crowd came up to smoke out of it. Here's something fun. 
One guy told me the next day that he hadn't smoked weed in 20 years, Adams confided, but he knew, but knew he needed to do it out of my butt no matter what. Wow. Wow. Powerful, isn't it? Powerful. It is a very powerful moment when we are able to gather with one another. You know, we were deprived from this type of behavior for three years, damn near. We still are recovering from it. We still don't really understand how to get along, you know. And you hear stories like this, and it's nice that people can gather and share an experience like this. Guy hadn't smoked weed in 20 years, and what does he do? He sees a fucking asshole stretched around a nice little bong, and he thinks to himself, you know what? Today's the day I might have to take a hit. Why not? Re you know what? And why not relapse? And, and you know, I've been off the nose rockets for four years. Four years now? Coming on four years. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, actually, hold your fucking horses. It'll be five years here right away. Wow. Time flies, doesn't it? And, you know, if we were, let's say, what would something, you know, let's, let's, we got to up the stakes. Say Snatch Adams comes rolling around and she spent the past year trying to, Stretch your pussy lips out to the point where it's like a tablecloth. Okay? Stay with me. And she gets those lips so big that it can wrap around, you know, we won't even say a table. We'll say a coffee table. That even doesn't even have to cover the whole spread. Just enough that you can get a good line. Like if she was to lay there with a, one leg up and kind of straddle the coffee table, that... that just enough could get in there where you get a, a healthy dose, <laughs> a healthy dose, <laughs> a healthy dose of the Colombian marching powder along one of those labias. I might have to look myself in the mirror and be like, look, buddy, I, I know that this has been, it's been a good run. Not too often, Snatch Adams is going to pull her labia across a fucking coffee table and give you a free nick of the devil's dandruff. I think it's time to fucking, you know what, pull your big boy socks up and get after it. You gotta, you almost gotta have a little Tony Robbins speech with yourself inside the bathroom and be like, you know what, you gotta talk yourself off that ledge and be like, listen, it is okay. This is a very uh, unique scenario. This doesn't happen to everybody. You know, well, everybody here, but not everybody in the world gets to experience this. So I think you should be a little more grateful that, that someone is willing to go to these, these great lengths, like stretching your butt around a, you know, we've all seen that video that was on, uh, um, what was that website with the glass jar? See, I, I just got to say that video with the glass jar and a lot of you just went, Oh, I haven't thought about that in years. And a guy shoved a glass jar up his ass and it broke. So, I mean, we're fucking, we're dancing with the devil with this one, okay? So you'd be an asshole not to go up and take one small little hoot off that thing because Snatch Adams decided to put a bong up her ass and let you have a rip. Do you understand the, the, the kind of fire that she's playing with? You got to respect an artist sometimes, regardless on whether or not you like the art, you know? <laughs> To have a glass bottle and just 
you're like one sneeze away from rectum surgery. One good, if somebody wanted to play tickle tickle as you're tied up and you, you know, sometimes like people sneeze when they get tickled. We're really dancing with the devil with this one. And that's, that's the difference between a good artist and just an, just a, just a straight up idiot, you know, just a straight up idiot, straight up idiot sitting in his, I don't know where he was sitting and decided to shove a glass jar up his ass and it shatters. But this lady right here took it to the next level. You know, the, the, the fucking mealworms, eh, you got to respect it to some degree. You got to. To some degree, you have to respect this. Respect the, you got to respect the game. Game recognizes game. And that's just how the cookie has to crumble sometimes. But we respect this type of behavior, you know. And then there's questionable behavior that some of us, you know, like I, I don't know quite yet how I feel about it, and maybe we'll work that out while we're here, but I'm going to read the next thing that I found on the the World Wide Web. This is from a website called theindy100.com. Mommy and me pole dancing classes fiercely divide opinion. Well, that ain't good. Uh, a pole dancing studio. Let's. I would like to get this. Um, up. I want to see the video. Here we go. Oh. And welcome to the Factor on Censor. Glad to see you all here tonight. We begin with a big debate happening only right now. Is it appropriate for children to learn how to pole dance? Pink Pole Studio in Atlanta is <laughs> in Atlanta. Oh my God. It is kind of, you know what? Like, are you just setting your kid up for a failure or is it just like, is this a form of fit? It is a very odd thing to have, you know, a mommy, you're going pole dancing with your mom. I see, this is where like, I fucking, this is where you get me because like, this is going to be wrong, okay? So buckle up. I, I don't mean this in like a, you know, like we have minor league hockey, right? A lot of guys here that listen to this podcast, all I'm saying, they're like, oh, heck's a groomer. I'm just saying, we got Timbits hockey. And where do they, some, some of those kids go to the NHL. Maybe this is just, you know, like you get you get into the fucking Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas. Maybe this is your road. Maybe that's your NHL. You're out there in Atlanta. You know, you tried basketball, you tried volleyball, and I know that might come across racist because you said basketball first, and it's Atlanta, and it's predominantly blah, 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 blah. Relax. We're having fun here. We're trying. We're trying to work this all out in real time. Okay? So you just sit back, relax, and shut the hell up. I know it's not a good time to be talking about this. Like I said, it's not a good time to go to fucking Florida to an island 
while all this stuff is happening, a dossier just, you know, pages, a thousand pages got released. Not good. And I got people accusing, you know, is Hack going to show up in the fucking dossier? And here I go to a fucking island in Florida. It's already bad. Now I'm talking about this. Do you understand how difficult my life is at times? And I know that, oh, when you're in, it's difficult. All you do is tell your silly little jokes to little fags that fucking want to show up and... But I'm just saying, we're going to get through this. Maybe this is like the... It's the road to success. Mommy, mommy's there. You know, there's not weird businessmen sitting around getting horny and... You know, mom's there. Coaching her through this. This is fucking T-ball, okay? You got the coach right there, for Christ's sakes. This is awful. Kids, and it's Mommy and Me Poll Workshop. Video of one of the classes is creating a lot of buzz. Some people have been saying kids have no business swinging on a pole. In a Factor exclusive, I spoke to Pink Pole Studio owner Tia Harris. She says she has never worked as an exotic dancer, so don't think that. And her goal is not to raise the next generation of young exotic dancers. Everyone's been talking about your class, especially the one with the kids involved. Your thoughts on that, and where did you come up with that idea? <laughs> okay, so... Um, and your classes. Or your studio's much more than that. That's only Absolutely. We're much more than that. So we've been in business 10 years. Um, we made a decade last December. Um, we offer everything. Pole fitness, trapeze, lira, aerial silk swing. So it's not just pole fitness or pole dance thing, as they like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, when you <laughs> say when we came up with it, you mean the kids portion or the entire Yes, the business? kids portion. So what do you think? What do you think, lady? <laughs> you know what I mean? When I asked that question, yeah, no, I wanted to talk to you about grown women taking pole fitness classes. Yeah, that's no, th that was the questionable thing that you guys are doing around here. What did you have in your head when he asked that? Oh, well, we've been around for 10 years. The black scent from Atlanta is, is, is kind of funny. It does it like it. it you know, I don't want to call this woman stupid or nothing like that, but it does just come off like slightly dumb because I was like accentuated, like, well, you know, you know, like when you hear that, that's like a instant sign. Like when somebody really draws out some words in their sentence, like they just can't formulate anything in that moment that makes any sense. So it's just like, it's like white women that do well, like... You know, when you hear that, that's that right there. So that way I can translate this for you, the listener. That's what I do here. I take this information, I regurgitate it, I repackage it, I hand it to you, and I want you to understand everything around it. Everything that revolves around it. That's what I want you, the listener, to understand. It's like that right there, you know, that's a white woman's like, That that's... That's spacing out. So that way I, I, I'm not trying to look like an idiot, but I do and sound like an idiot. I do look like and I sound like an idiot. Similar to me in this fucking podcast, you know. But the fact that he asked the question and she thinks that 
oh, you know, you think that women coming in here and like associating that exotic dancers are taking pole fitness, like we're, we're grooming women to be exotic dancers. Hey, you want to talk, or are you talking about the kids? What do you think? If I put, if I wrote two things on a whiteboard and one says adult pole fitness or adult pole class, let's go with that. It's a little more questionable because it's like, are they trying to be exotic? You know, you know what I mean? Like, are they trying to be fucking? And then I wrote kids pole class on it. Which one would raise your eyebrow? I'll give you time to think on that. We came up with it because it's fitness and everybody's doing it but kids in the United States. Everywhere else, kids are already involved in it. They're already excelling. And pole has also been recognized as a sport and it will be a part of the Olympics soon. So um, we're, we're not shying away from it. We're bringing our kids into it, introducing them to the new apparatus. And we're happy to allow them to go as far as they can with it. Ah, see, this is where I was wrong. Okay, see, my dark mind ran to a place where I shouldn't have. And, you know, I just sat here disregarding this woman and in, in, uh, completely running a, to an area that was unnecessary. And pole fitness now, it, let's fact check that. Let's fact check that. You know, we got a computer. We got the internet. Is pole, pole dancing at the Olympics? And if I see no, Olympics 2024, will pole dancing be recognized? Is pole dancing becoming an Olympic sport? Pole dancing has gained recognition from international sporting bodies and has now earned its place on the Olympic state. Oh my, I stand corrected. I, you never know. You got to question a lot of things here, folks. Yeah, gotta question it. And for those who have criticized you online saying you're sexualizing children, your thoughts on that? They're sexualizing kids. Because when we look at this, we're looking at fitness. We're not looking at anything sexual. They're saying this is a stripper place. Um, kids are stripping. The adults here don't even strip. So there's no way kids are stripping. We're not sexualizing kids. Kids are fully clothed. The trained instructors, they're also fully clothed. They're not doing any dancing, any choreo. It's strictly pole fitness. It's nothing different than gymnastics playing outside on the monkey bars. It's a different apparatus. It's just something that the people aren't used to. And we're not going to shy away from it. We're going to introduce it to our kids and allow this apparatus to take us where we need to go. In discussing this with some people, they said, why not just regular physical fitness? Why on a pole, which would give the impression that this is a pack. It is kind of fun to imagine the folks that are in those comment sections because I feel like a lot of those people in those comment sections, let's be honest, have they hit a monkey bar? You know, the, when, when, when people make suggestions as to uh, you know, other options for fitness, I don't want to hear shit. Yeah, and this has nothing to do with this right here. You know what I mean? A, questionable things are happening in our society. And now that I know that pole dancing might be 
a Olympic sport. Listen, I've been treating pole dancing like it's an Olympic sport for quite some time now. Let's be real here. You know, like I go in, I go into these, uh, these establishments where a pole just so happens to be there. And I like to get a good scouting report on who the next athlete's going to be, regardless if they're clothed or not. You know, sometimes it does get hard while you're up there in the air and, and clothing can be a little constricting and you can't get the move that you need. And I like, like I said earlier, <coughs> we got to allow these artists to express their art and that's what I do in that moment. I sit there and I sip some rum and Cokes and I watch the art take place in front of me. And I think to myself, wow, what a magnificent move. It'd be great if her tits were out. But now I got to, I got to constrain that, you know, I got to, I got to holster that. I got to holster those thoughts as I, as I'm listening to this woman explain that this is going to be an Olympic sport. We're trying to, you know, we're showing kids that there's another option. You can, you can take this and you can run with it. You can get yourself a gold medal. That's great. That's wonderful. You know, we, we might see another Simone Biles in another uh, Olympic sport here in America, and she's just getting ahead of it, you know, like Little League. And and I was talking out of school a little bit there, you know. I was talking some jazz. I was just fucking, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking, you know. You you, you think to yourself the Timbits hockey and going all the way to the Spearmint Rhino. I wasn't thinking fucking, I don't know where the Olympic Beijing fucking Moscow, wherever the hell, Salt Lake City, you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like an asshole, you know, like maybe, holy shit, and we're charged. We're going to jail. And I'm not sitting here trying to sexualize kids. I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I get it. I, I and You might want to question me because I was out on an island in Florida and that's questionable. It's like, hack, what were you doing there? You weren't doing a fucking <coughs> corporate event. Corporate event for a development firm. What do these guys develop? Fucking toddlers into whores? What, are you, what were you doing out there, you sick son of a bitch? It's like, listen, I was just fucking, I was trying to make some scratch. Tell some jokes. They didn't like the jokes. What do you want me to say? Try to have a good time. And then this lady right here. Pathway to a strip club for a child. That's where we need to go. Let's, In discussing this with some people, they said, why not just regular physical fitness? Why on a pole, which would give the impression that this is a pathway to a strip club for a child. Who, 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 who would think that that's a pathway to strip club? That's not how we're looking at it. Mm -hmm. Our kids um, that we're introducing to it may or may not even know about what someone would do with a pole in a strip club. So we're not introducing that. We're introducing it as fitness. And that's what our kids are trained to know. That's what they're trained to do. So people that question why not just fitness, because we want to bring this apparatus to our community, to our demographics. It's nothing wrong. I like that she keeps calling it an apparatus as if like throwing apparatus. We're bringing this, this apparatus into our community. I like that. She calls it an apparatus, you know, and I don't like that. I pause this while there's a child on a pole. It's, with it. This isn't for male gaze. It's not for money. It's not for any of that. It's a different apparatus. That's not normal. And that's why it's created this buzz, but we're not going to shy away from it. We're going to stick to it. And has it been talked? You know, I don't know how you feel. <laughs> she 
she makes some decent points. She makes some decent points. I will say that, you know, like here I was an asshole. Here I was an asshole. Yeah, now I'm making fun of the accent. I'm being fucking, I'm being a dickhead. Let's be honest here, folks. I was being a dickhead. You know, I'm, I'm over here thinking like, Jesus Christ, I'm one of the people she's talking about right now in the comment sections. That's who I am. You're sexualizing children, you sick bitch. And then she turns around and hits me with the gut punch and be like, well, we aren't thinking about it like that. And we're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, this is an Olympic sport, dickhead. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, oh, oh. I got to, I got to play like, well, I feel like, you know, I got to argue with her. Like I'm an ex. Well, I just feel like you don't care. You know, I got to, I got to argue with her. Like, like, like this is like, can we talk one of those? You know what I mean? That's, that's the only move I'd have. And well, I just feel like my feelings matter more in this scenario. Now, all of a sudden, right? Like I get into one of those, you know what I'm talking about, gents, the women that are in the car listening right now, they're just like, uh, he better shut up. He's playing. He's fucking telling my move. Even though men are very privy to that move, but we just get exhausted with the feelings talk, you know, like, well, I just feel, I just feel like you don't hear me that I'm not, I'm telling you that we're doing this for an Olympic sport and you still feel that it's for strip, you know, like, well, I just feel like you're sexualizing children. That's how I feel. And I'm not open to any sort of criticism. I'm not open to, you know, it's such a female move to feel. Because as soon as you throw feelings in there, men get a little confused. Because it's like, eh, do we talk about our feelings? Yeah, of course we do. We talk about them all the time, just in a different manner. You just don't hear it in a male tone of like when you bring feelings to the table and be like, listen, I'm a little pissed off. Oh, you're mad at me? Well, I just feel, no, 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 no. We're not doing fucking ninja moves here. Shut the fuck up, hack. Let the lady get her point across. You're over here acting like uh, an unemotional or an emotionally unintelligent female that has just been caught in a lot. I just felt like you just don't pay attention to me. I did my hair for you. And it's like, I don't give a fuck about your hair. You come in here stomping your feet being a bitch all the time. So next time, if it's the hair that's making you a bitch, shave it off, you know? I just feel like you don't notice me anymore because you're an asshole. Come in here. In the moment, I'm like, I'm angry when you talk. Well, I just, oh, I don't believe that you're saying this to me. I can't believe you're telling me the truth of how I truly am. I don't want to recognize my... Uh, behavioral patterns in real time and admit that maybe I am an asshole. I don't want to do that with you. Why would I want to do that? Instead, I'd rather argue and win this one with feelings. Fucking feelings, 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 feelings. And here, that's the only argument I have against her. Fuck how the tables have turned. Kiss my ass. You know, don't you hate that? Don't you hate when you, when you stoop to such a level that even you disgust yourself sometimes? Don't you hate that? Don't you ever get that? Don't you ever get to the point 
where you're sitting there and you're thinking like, I am just disgusted with myself that I would stoop to such a level to use like emotional kind of manipulating tactics by using feelings to make this other person feel like they're losing an argument. But I got to go to that level so I can win because it's about winning. Tough on you having to deal with the criticism when you have a focused plan on physical fitness and a big picture down the road when you say it could be in the Olympics. It is a big, okay, big picture down the road uh, that it could be, it could be, it looks like it's going to be in the Olympics. They're going to be introducing it. And it is funny that we are such a fat, fucking lazy society now, I'm making an argument kind of for her now, and I know, here we fucking go. I can't believe you're sitting here doing this, but we are such a fat, fucking disgusting, grotesque society that this lady has a goal in her mind, and instead we want to let our feelings get in the way about how these kids are getting in shape, and you wonder why they're sitting on iPads all the fucking time. It's easier, because the kid can just sit there, instead of doing the pole dancing, they can watch it and watch them get fucked up mentally in real time. Why the hell would I want anything to do with my kid being physically fit or burning any sort of calories. Instead, I'm going to fill them in, fill his stupid little gut for her or hers. My kid's gut is filled with refined sugar, carbohydrates, and just glucose, 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 you know? Everything bad that the body should not have in it, that's what I'm going to shovel inside of my child. And the moment that anybody decides to go outside the norm and maybe see a future for these kids that could possibly lead to an Olympic gold medal, I'm going to shit and tear it all apart. Because of my feelings. Isn't that wild? We let our feelings get in the way of so much fucking shit. Deep down, do you care? Do you care? You know, I bring these articles to the table because I find them funny. I find them hilarious. I laugh at them because of the reaction of others. I laugh at them for a number of reasons. You know, the first one that we talked about, the woman putting a bong in her ass and everybody's smoking about it. That's a funny visual. That's a funny visual. You're just at a concert. You're probably rolling on E, listening to fucking robotic techno music. And here some woman is going to allow you to smoke a bong out of her ass. That's a funny visual. This is also funny in a sense that people's reaction to it is, oh, even though like her intentions I feel are true, they're good. She doesn't want to like produce the next lineup of strippers or exotic dancers, whatever it may be. These children are there with their moms. It's an activity for them to connect with. They're getting in shape. You know, we're, we're teaching these kids like, uh, what, what is now like, sure. Is it perverse in a way? I guess it depends on how you view it in that moment. They are looking at it as a physical fitness aspect that could lead to children having an opportunity in the Olympics and they're getting ahead of it first. They're just the first one. Okay. 
So when you're when you're the first one to market with this and you know introduce this to the world because it's something new, you're always going to face some sort of criticism of some sort, right? It's no different than like when I started this, people fucking hated me because I was talking about. Uh, oil, gas, and it was a very, in that time, we were very passionate about those issues. They've kind of slid off to the side. We argue a little bit about oil and gas from time to time, depending on what echo chamber you're sitting in, right? And 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 when anybody steps outside of a societal norm that we deem kind of like, it's questionable, but you don't ever listen to the human that that is behind all of this, and, and now she's made it like no, that's like no, we're not sexualizing children. Are you out of your fucking mind? They're where with they're there with their moms. What the hell are we talking? This is what happens when the father isn't around. Well, then fucking, what do you want me to do here? what happens when the father isn't around to lay the law down about some she's gonna play softball or volleyball you know mom mom's like hey i think i'm gonna take a pole fitness class to get in shape it seems like a fun thing to do i can feel sexy i can have some confidence i can come back home and maybe i can show the old man some moves oh what's that oh there's a kid's class oh this would be fun something that you know i get to go work out the kid can work out we both uh you know, we get an opportunity to bond over something. We get to have fun and maybe she gets good at it and then, then, then goes and wins competitions. You know, it's no different. Like if you watch uh, gymnastics, let's use gymnastics at the Olympics. You know, there's 16 year olds there flipping with fucking some questionable outfits, right? And they are fucking athletic. I will give them that. I don't give a shit what you think about the age. Watching any person that can do like fucking two backflips with a 1080 mixed in it and land and just go and nail that. You got to just sit back and be like, holy shit. If I did that, I couldn't do that if I slipped on ice, you know? And this lady, I want to hear her answer and we'll wrap it up there. Yes. So, um, per the CDC, kids should be getting 60 minutes of exercise, children 6 to 16. With that in mind, this is an opportunity versus sitting at home on the iPad um, watching television. So, when you say that challenging, it is challenging because people would want to point out um, things like that versus looking at statistics and saying, hey, well, at least they are getting the kids out the house. They're getting the kids off these games and iPads, and it's just something we're not used to but we're open to it. So as far as challenging, it's not challenging for us to bring the people in that we want, just challenging um, dealing with the naysayers and the evil and rude comments that people would leave on our social media. Doesn't affect us directly, but just the people involved, you know, we wouldn't want them to be affected by this, but it's not challenging um, for us to run this business, to introduce this, and that's what we're doing. And how have mothers and daughters and and i i think i saw some boys on there as well in one of the videos how are they receiving it and embracing it we'll leave it there you know we'll leave it there you want to watch the full article you ever watch the full video you can find it 
That's what I mean. She makes it great. Uh, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like we're we're such a fat, twisted society that if something like we, who cares? You know, who cares? Oh, they're perverse perversion. I can't believe they do this. This is disgusting. It's grotesque. Why do you think? And it's like, oh god, I just don't have the time and energy to argue with those types of people anymore. You know, like I. I find myself not caring as much anymore. And I think we all need to take a little bit of that and uh, exercise that at times, you know, like that's something that, you know, you, you hear that and it's like the headline gets you. And then the, the media has done their job. They've got you, you got, Ooh, he clicked on the article. Ooh, we got that ad rev. Oh, thank you so much. You stupid fucking human. Thank you so much for clicking on this article. So that way we can make some goddamn ad revenue around here. Thank you for clicking on it. You fucking slobbering, stupid prick. Oh God, it feels good getting paid. Oh, does it make me happy that people are fucking dumb and want to argue about this? And then it, and then the algorithm starts figuring you out. Oh, this gets you. This is what he's clicking on, things that piss him off. You don't, you don't want positivity in your algorithm. What are you going to do? You want to, You need the cortisol shooting through your body so you age faster. You know, why do you think I look like a fucking hundred years old? I'm, I'm reading shit like this and I'll be like, I got to yell about this on a podcast. I got to yell about this on a podcast. Entertain these motherfuckers. That's what I got to do. I got to I got to find the shit that would drive me mental and then make other people mental. That's what that's the joy of this pod. It's like people you, you come back. You come back cuz you're like, "What did he find this week? What did he sift through? Ha, huh, what did he get his greasy little fucking Irish fingers on that dumb fuck?" So that way he can yell into this microphone and entertain me for a goddamn hour. Well, you you got it. Did you get your satisfaction? I hope so. And we want to say thank you for turning. And when I say we, it's me. I'd like to say thank you. Me and the staff here at the Uncle Hack Podcast would like to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. Hey, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash DangerCats69 for an exclusive episode. We, uh, you know what? We go a little harder on there. We say some uh, scandalous things, you know, we try and treat that more like the, the you know, I'm talking to you is like you're my buddy. You know, we, we, we fucking, we just let it fly. We let it sail. We have a good time on there. I fucking, you get it. You get it. Please. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, um, iTunes, leave a review, uh, rate the podcast that helps with the rankings. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, I guess hit subscribe, uh, YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and leave a comment down below what you think about the pole dancing. Leave a comment down below. Uh, it helps with the algorithm. It helps with everything. Drop a like, do all that shit. I know I don't do that enough because uh, I just put out the content and I forget that, you know, for this to go anywhere, you got to be like almost a narcissist and really uh, self appreciate i don't I, I don't know the word that i'm looking for almost like deeply 
in love with yourself to the degree that you think what you're doing has substance behind it. So you constantly put this out and like, Oh, look at how great I am. I do a podcast on YouTube. Like, like nobody else can fucking do this. You know what I mean? Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Good night, everybody.